Welcome back to the Member Back Ventures Venture Sprout Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Mollis, Vice President of Member Back Ventures. Today, I'd like to welcome co-host Heather Ramirez. Heather, it is so good to have you on the podcast with me today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Today, we're joined again by two leaders who are championing a new way to deliver care and minimize healthcare disparities. Soy Chen is with us, and she is the chief data scientist for Javion. Javion is a solution company that enables AI, prescriptive analytics, and social determinants of health tools. And Blake Margraf, who's the CEO of CareSignal, which is a remote patient monitoring technology company that offers real-time population-level risk stratification. Thank you both for being with us today. Happy to be here. Thanks for the chance to join. Blake, any perspectives as it relates to some of the operational and financial efficiencies or impacts that providers are seeing? Absolutely. I would highlight a few different partners that have augmented, once again, their current infrastructure, the scaffolding for care and relationships they've already created. And I think Soy and I talk about this frequently. We don't want to reinvent the wheel, and we certainly don't want to disrupt the deep and meaningful relationship that providers have with their patients and their communities. We want to augment that, uplift that. In the case of deviceless remote monitoring, we consistently see around a tenfold improvement in the panel size, a tenfold increase in the panel size that care managers or care coordinators can serve. Again, not through magic, certainly not by adding more hours to the day, but instead by elevating folks to the tops of their licenses to make sure that they can speak with the right patient at the right time. We've published on this, in fact, in peer-reviewed journals around a 62% reduction in hospitalization risk for individuals with COPD. We've shown a 46% reduction in ED utilization for folks with CHF, and we consistently see an over 2% drop in A1C for a representative community population with no cherry pick including cherry picking or selection for individuals that are tech savvy without any cherry picking for folks with starting A1Cs over nine. And what all of that then leads to is, and we've published on this as well, a pretty substantial reduction in avoidable utilization to the tune of about 11% uh, global reduction in PMPM for a fully capitated population. And that, for instance, for a Medicare Advantage population could be on the order of $100 to $125 PMPM, depending on the performance of an organization. So it is a material ROI, which means that it's highly sustainable and scalable. You guys have touched on the outcomes that you're seeing with some of the partnerships and relationships that you're building with some of our health systems. We often get asked from our providers, where are my peers adopting? What solutions have they started to procure within their organizations? Sometimes organizations invest in certain technology solutions. You guys started to do some of this already, but it would be great if you could help us understand, take an investor, take a strategic partner that comes to mind, that's a healthcare system, and walk us through how that relationship was formed. And if you can, maybe highlight, in addition to some of the outcomes and values you've already spoken to, but help us understand additional results, values, outcomes that this relationship has helped that organization achieve in an accelerated way. So Blake, maybe I'll start with you. Sure. So I'll highlight one relationship that we have with a large multi-state Midwest health system that's known for its leadership in the virtual care delivery space. And this partnership has been one of our longstanding client partnerships, but really came into its own during the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And at that point, this group realized that in order to achieve financial success with their risk-based populations, especially their Medicare Advantage lives, they needed to scale their limited and even more strapped than ever, their care management team to support more patients. The highline numbers are we were able to serve more than 35,000 patients with high representation of the chronic conditions that I've been referencing, COPD, CHF, 
but also far more conditions. In fact, we covered 19 different condition-specific use cases, including maternal health use cases, behavioral health use cases, substance use use cases. And we were able to do all of that while scaling up just seven medical assistants to serve that entire population, again, with the hub-and-spoke model. And as a result, we calculated a conservative propensity-matched claims return of about $32 million across that population. That paints a really clear picture. Wow. It was very rewarding. I would say that felt like almost delivering a thesis when we finally finished that. One other area that I'll briefly mention is the power of both the clinical AI models and deviceless RPM in serving patients that are going to be or have been discharged from an inpatient stay. For example, on average, it takes our client partners on the provider side around a week to touch someone after they've been discharged, especially if they're using a manual outreach model for that transition of care management. With deviceless RPM, on average, we're touching and enrolling folks into the appropriate appropriate condition-specific program within just three hours of their discharge. We often get on the phone with folks that are still driving home from their hospital stay. And that's so important and impactful because about 30% of readmissions within that first one-month period occur within that first week. And by forming that relationship digitally with the patient in that one-week period right away, we can reduce those readmissions. Blake, if you don't mind sharing, what are the reasons why an organization would come to Javion or CareSignal to get a problem solved? Are the problems they're looking to solve around readmissions? Are they looking to extend care into the home? Are they looking to reduce the risk related to the populations that are in their care, the populations that they're at risk for? So what are the reasons why they even would access your capabilities? Sure. So the reasons a given group would partner with Javion, CareSignal, and Lightbeam broadly, they want to and they need to succeed in effective, sustainable, value-based care. And that means scaling a very limited workforce to serve even more patients. And while scaling that workforce to serve more patients, also reducing avoidable utilization, which can be emergency department visits, it can be full readmissions, it can be everything in between. And the success metrics that we very consistently set are in the interim condition-specific utilization reduction, but long-term success looks like reduced avoidable utilization that is demonstrated in a rigorous claims analysis. And so I, that's your entire universe. So I feel like you're perfect to provide depth on that. Yeah. So the idea goes back to our original purpose of improving patient lives. So when we're able to do that efficiently, we create the value in savings in not just lives, but also costs. So that very much serves everyone. <laughs> Does. That's very helpful. I mean, I think we've been talking about all the great outcomes that you all are producing. And I wanted to get some clarity around when a provider is looking to solve a problem that you have a solution for, what are they searching out for, right? And the value-based care context makes a lot of sense in terms of how you bring solutions to the table to help them be more efficient, have better outcomes, and to operate and manage patients and the consumer experience much better. So Heather, I'll go back to you. I just wanted to clarify that. No, that was important because they impact several areas within the healthcare industry. I'm hearing care at home. I'm hearing specific patient populations, value-based care. There's a health equity component here. There's community impact. So thinking about your broader portfolio and how you've been able to scale your capabilities, is there anything else that you think sets your companies apart from your competitors and or future disruptors? 
Sure, I can start with that. I feel like the disruptors are going to have to be able to make headway in how AI gets implemented or predictive healthcare insights get implemented in healthcare. Oftentimes being equipped with the knowledge and understanding how the workflow can utilize that knowledge into what care managers or nurses, providers are doing. That takes a lot of integration and thought into how to utilize best the tools that we create. So the disruptors are going to be companies or products that can streamline that utilization and incorporation of all those tools into the workflow of care. And also the patients themselves being able to action on the insights that we're driving from our products. That's great. And there's a lot to AI, right? And so I think you guys have the clarity and the expertise around how to deliver that effectively. And so you clearly can be a great resources for providers who maybe are struggling to understand exactly what it means and how to effectively implement it. Blake, anything you'd want to add? I think Soy nailed it. I think the differentiation doesn't come down to a single technological advantage. I think it is having best-in-class technology paired with having the right components of technology put together in the right way for the right organization, because every organization is different. And even that organization's needs will change on a biannual or annual basis. And finally, augmenting the right technology put together in the right way with the right processes and procedures to make sure that the rubber meets the road effectively, which is exactly what Soy described so well. We see a lot of potential and opportunity here, and I'll look to Crystal to close this out, but really appreciate everyone's time today and hope our listeners are just excited and energized to learn more and or potentially engage with you in some form or fashion. I agree with you, Heather. It's been an exciting opportunity to hear from both Usoy and Blake, and we're so excited about the future for you all. And it sounds like you're just really just on the bleeding edge of what can happen when two companies come together like this to really create new value. And you're just scratching the surface at this point. So I'm curious, as you think about the next, I don't know, six to 12 months, maybe even further out if you're willing to go there, if it makes sense for you to go there, what are some of the plans for the future? I know you're still connecting with one another and integrating your capabilities. Abilities, but what do you see on the horizon for the combined capabilities as you go forward? We have really big plans, really big plans. One major category is health equity. I think that health equity needs to be foundational, not just for the patients and community members that are receiving care, but for all of the provider organizations that are delivering care and striving to do so equitably. I think that an integrated offering that aligns, as I mentioned before, with the specific situation of every single group is key. Having the right solution in healthcare means something different for every organization. Then I would go so far far as to say that we strive to continue to either build or acquire the best possible technologies in the U.S. health IT market to do what is best for our client partners always. Yeah, so it's that integration of all of our different capabilities and strengths into one solution suite for our customers. That's going to be a top to bottom tool that's going to have the predictions, the insights, the care, the execution, and the analyses. All of it will be all wrapped in one. So that's the integration and the solution that will be very different from any other offerings out there. 
Well, we look forward to watching you and seeing how your respective companies continue to work together, right, to solve some of the biggest challenges in healthcare. So we're rooting for you because I think our patients need it and the industry needs it. So we're grateful for all that you're doing to help our organizations and providers be successful around value-based care, managing their patients, and really ultimately closing the gaps on disparities of care. So it's fantastic work that you're doing. So very exciting. And we'll watch you. Thank you again, Soy and Blake, for stopping by today. We encourage all of you to continue tuning in to the Memberback Ventures Venture Sprout podcast. And to learn more about MBV, check out our description notes in today's podcast episode. I'm your host, Crystal Mullis, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.